Well, I don't I don't know how to intro this. I'm not a podcaster. Hi, Christian Morgan. Welcome back. Hello there, Mr. Jagtan Barge. It's you know what's so funny is this is the first episode I've posted to this podcast thing in over a year. You've been taking that uh, that nice vacation. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, that content creator vacation <laughs> where I just dip. <laughs> hey, that's the way that you got to do it. You just got to like <laughs> go and just be like, hey, guys, and then fade away. And they're like, what happened? <laughs> they're like, what happened to that? You know, I think about that a lot. Like, what happened to Psy, the guy who sang Gangnam Style? Uh, the last I heard, he's still doing fine and... I- He's from South Korea, right? Oh, he's, he's still doing yeah. fine. But like yeah. over here we've just kind of forgotten about him. I think. Oh, wow. That's that's that was sadder than I was ready for. <laughs> he's over here, you know, doing his little horsey dance over in South Korea and we're like, "What happened to you? Are you okay? <laughs> Do you need help?" I I I uh I was telling a rumor I had heard for a long time as fact very similar to like what happened to Psy um that the rumor's false I'll start with that but it's very funny to me mm-hmm. because uh uh you know the original State Farm commercial the like um what are you wearing Jake from State Farm yeah it's like khakis and then you know how like like a year or two ago they switched it to the new State Farm guy yeah so there was this crazy rumor going around that I didn't feel the need to like find out if it was real or not i just accepted it as fact that (laughs) the reason that guy wasn't there anymore was because his wife murdered him (laughs) (laughs) so like you just after the phone call you just don't see it she hangs up the phone and just like goes to the kitchen and grabs the knife and just starts no 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 no. the the state farm guy oh oh. the reason he wasn't in the commercials anymore was because his wife murdered him in real life and I was, I I told that to so many people, and then I said it to my brother. My brother's like, "There's no fucking way." And I was like, ah, "You can Google it if you want." And he Google's it, and I was a hundred percent wrong. What 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 it ended up happening to him? I th- I think it was just you know a homie got fired. Oh, I think I think it was just a case like that where they were looking to hire someone. New. The new guy's charismatic as fuck. I'll say it. Yeah, yeah. All his commercials, I'm all about it. It's um. It's almost funny because uh, have you seen the have you ever seen the um, the uh, what was it? It was the commercial with him and he was all like the the lady was bringing him a pizza. Right. <clears throat> and she's all like, oh, my gosh, Jake from State Farm, you saved me so much money. And he was like, yeah, no problem. And she just keeps handing him shit. And he's like, yeah, you know, you don't really have to hand me this kind of stuff. And I was thinking about the back of my head. These pizza delivery people, they don't just like carry this stuff around so she's given someone else's order to this dude because he saved her money (laughs) and he's pretty much just getting like a bunch of free stuff (laughs) that poor guy who's that that was his pizza and he's sitting there it's like it's like when you're waiting for your your doordash and it's taking way too long and it's like 50 minutes from now and you're like i just want my food (laughs) this poor guy sitting or or this could have gone the whole opposite direction and it's even more wholesome of a story that at the very end of her shift she handmade those pizzas herself just for jake from state farm yeah she knew him she saw his name come up on the ticket she was like that's my homeboy jake farm he's saving me i'm gonna give him (laughs) i'm gonna give him so many extra pizzas he deserves the world and i'm gonna give him like this giant bottle of ranch i don't even care if he wants it or not 
uh, oh, what was I going to say? I just had words that were going to come out of my mouth. Oh, speaking of DoorDash, I've been DoorDashing. I figure, you know, Christian Morgan, I haven't talked to you in a hot minute. We we <laughs> chat every now and then, you know, reply to Instagram stories and whatnot. But yeah. I haven't talked to you, talked to you in like a hot minute. How have you been doing this past year um i've been doing good i've been working with the intoxicated readers we've been doing our thing um you know we would love to have you back on if you ever want to come back fucking time dude that was that was so much fun and also the most nervous i have ever been you shouldn't have been it was really good it was really good and thank you and um we always have people asking like hey can can we come back on and we're like Yes, absolutely. So if you ever like in the mood and you see like a, a poster, just be like, yo, hey, Christian, listen, listen. I'll be like, yes, sir. And, he'll, and I'll be like, what do you need? And you just say, let me the fuck on your show. And I'll go. Oh, yes. All right. Dude, I, I love what you guys do. It's just such a beautiful way to like stay creative because that's like the hardest trouble I've had this past year is like it, it's so hard being a filmmaker and you're the only person you can use for anything. So, like, all the ideas I have to come up with are, like, solely, you know, based around me, myself, and I. I have to be able to write and direct and shoot everything on my own. Yeah. Because I don't have anyone to help me. But that's what I really like about your guys' intoxicated readers is that it's, like, it, it's it's just an excuse for you guys to get together and just to be creative for a week or like every week you just have something you're working on and you keep those creative muscles like ripped as hell <laughs> well you see uh you can also uh, something that i've been doing because um they have been filming in california like together as a group and you know i'm not in california at the moment mm-hmm. so um you could always, and I know this is very like mommy information or like kind of, and when I meant mommy, I meant like mom like. I'm sorry if that. No, oh, I was, I, I did not know where you were going with mommy. <laughs> well, Such a gross word. <laughs> For anybody over the age of 12, be careful how you use that word. Um, <laughs> That's so true. There's so many words you can't say after a certain age. Mommy and daddy being one of those. And moist. It may. Oh. <laughs> moist <laughs> moist but um what i was saying is uh if you have like a facebook go on there and like join like um facebook filmmaker groups in your area and i've been doing that mm-hmm. and um that's why uh also i'm gonna i'm sorry this is jumping off topic a little the intoxicated no, readers is doing a film fest if you would like to join go right ahead we need filmmakers to come oh, and just you, you, we have awards yeah so just I'm, dude i'm ex- i'm so excited can i tell you something stupid i did about your guys's film festival oh go ahead go ahead is because kai reached out to me um kai tem beautiful yeah. human um <laughs> reached out i just wanted to add that just for the flair of it um but he, he reached out to me and he was like hey uh the intoxicated readers were doing we're doing like a film festival um and we have like awards and stuff and it'll just and we're gonna be like the panel judges and he's like and we would just love for you to be a part of it and i was very flattered obviously and i was like sure 100 percent." and so then again like i was saying earlier i have to come up with concepts that work as either like a solo person or at max have like one shot that my sister can do when she's like over um (laughs) yeah and i came up with a whole concept wrote a whole script 
did the whole thing like just for this film festival because i was like i gotta go balls to the wall i want awards awards are cool <laughs> and um and then i was and then i had put my brother in this short because he's a minor actor did it through high school and a little bit in college and i was like you're gonna be a part of this because i just need another person for this scene and we were talking about like scheduling to start shooting it and i was like yeah let me double check like all the stuff for the festival and i looked and had completely forgotten that like one of the cornerstones of this festival is that you guys are giving us a prompt and i had fully written an idea and a concept and like had it all ready and i have no idea if it's gonna work with the prompt (laughs) so that was my stupid little mistake i made is that i just wrote a short film and i more than likely will not even use it you should still you should totally like put it on your like instagram or something and just put it out yeah yeah i think i'll still like make it because i oh dude i like fell in love with this concept dude just got like i get in these creative spirals where it's just like once i get hooked on an idea it's all i think about and i do doordash so i like sit in my car by myself for like six hours of a day so i'll just sit there and i'll and i'll just like come up with like different stuff and i'm like oh i could do like a shot like this and i could oh this would be like a good line of dialogue and i have like a journal in my car that i just like flip to and write it down real quick but i'll definitely still make it at some point it'll just be a matter of when yeah see that's beautiful you the whole like writing it down in a journal and everything i just get so excited for my projects that I lay in bed about to throw up because I'm so excited for <laughs> writing something. So you do, you definitely vomit excitement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it makes me always just think of in films. This is a funny, stupid comedy trope that is just always always makes me laugh no matter what. Is like when a character is like absurdly nervous and they're like sa- they're like staring at someone and someone says something to someone and they just go and just like vomit just <laughs> falls out of their mouth like it doesn't project out it just like falls <laughs> i don't know why that's always been funny to me but i've always used it they've got that Uh-oh. um that waterfall just <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just they open their mouth and it falls out it, like you can tell like the actor is holding it and they're just wait and all they have to do is open and it just pours out i'm trying to think of an example and i have uh, like the face that pops into my mind is like Will Ferrell. Like Will Ferrell does it a couple oh, times. He definitely, uh, he definitely does play those those games. Like whenever, like he'll rip his pants or something. Like he'll bend over and rip his pants. You're like, what the heck? What? How does that happen? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever ripped your pants bending over? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, but I have seen people do it. I have to. That was gonna say the exact same thing. It's never happened to me, but I have videos of it <laughs> happening to people. <laughs> mine happened during a shrek uh rehearsal someone was we were dancing and someone bent over and just wait 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 christian morgan yes sir did you do shrek the musical uh in high school yes and it was probably one of the most fun funnest theater things i have ever done with musicals i love christian morgan yes sir I, too, in high school, did Shrek the Musical. No way. And it is hands down the most fun I've ever had in a musical. <laughs> to this day. Yeah. That's so crazy. Who'd you play? I, okay, so I originally wanted to go for Farquaad, but I didn't get it. So Me I too. ended up playing. You did, too? Yeah, of course I wanted to be Farquaad. I was, I was like, I was under five foot my freshman year of high school. It was my sophomore year when we did it, so I was still, I was still only, like, 
5253 and i was like i'm already short make me fun <laughs> it would be perfect and he's a great role he's a great role he's got a lot of comedic bits just there for the take yeah exactly but i uh i ended up playing as the guards and then the the prisoners in the dragons lair who are you christian morgan i also played the guards in the dragons lair dude dude this is blowing my mind i was in addition to that because i i was one of the kids in high school that i can't sing worth shit but i love doing i love doing musicals because they're just so much fun like the high energy and the dance numbers i just love doing it um but so i was usually the person that just got cast in a bunch of different like one line roles so i was i was um I was baby Shrek at that like very opening number when like when like all the villagers are running after him. Oh my god, dude! I still have it. I'll show it to you when I get back to LA. I have the mold they made for my Shrek head. It was like that total like resin mold thing, and like it it was one night after school. All the people who were playing Shrek, girls involved, we had to get molds of our face, and basically they like mummify you. They like wrap you up in this stuff like and then they like pour this mold over your face and that's how they get an accurate measurement of your head but you can't breathe you can like barely breathe and you can't talk for like an hour it's a very weird experience but i had that but the eye holes and the mouth hole were obviously not green so you had to put on this green makeup in those areas before going on stage (laughs) And it's a high school theater, so all they get is cheap-ass materials. It dyed my eyebrows yellow for a good month and a half after the show. Dude, it was the most embarrassing thing. I'm a, I'm a 5'3 sophomore with yellow eyebrows. <laughs> and I mean, like, I mean, like, neon, neon. You could have dyed I'll, your I'll hair if... the same color. Be like, uh, 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 school appreciation game day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our school's purple, and I'm wearing all green. <laughs> yeah, it it was a, it was an experience to say the least, man. That that sucked. And then it, it was me, my friend Matt, and my friend Sam. We were like three of the people that happened to be Shrek characters. My friend Sam, she was Fiona. And then my friend Matt was the understudy for Shrek, but we still all had to get it. Your friend, and we were... sorry, huh? y- your friend Fiona, her name was Sam. And in my school, the person who played Fiona, no. her name was Sam. No, dude, did we really go to the same high school and just didn't notice? <laughs> no, there's no way. There's... <laughs> there's no way. You you didn't live in Colorado from the years of, I don't know, it must have been like 2013, I think is when I did it. No, no. I was, All right, well I was, was, no. dude. This is so weird. How have we never talked? I feel like, okay. Do you feel like it's it's a music like out of all like even talking to other theater people? Do you feel like it's a show you don't want to bring up that you were in? Sort of. Yeah, I'm like it's it's kind of embarrassing, right? Yeah, because other people are like, oh, I've been in other things like um, uh, you know, like a waitress or or mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, and I'm like. I was in Shrek the Musical. <clears throat> a what? See, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Wait, can can you say that one more time, just a little louder? Uh, well, I was in Shrek the Musical. Um, yeah, uh, you were, you were, you were in, sh- 
You were in Shark something? What were you in? Oh, yeah, Shark Tale. I love that show. It's a good show. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Christian, like, let's let's go back. What, what were you saying? Like, I'm actually interested in, like, what you were trying to say to me. You were in what musical? <sighs> you, ever, you ever heard the story of the ogre? <laughs> you ever hear about an onion and how many <laughs> layers it has? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. That... That's exactly how it goes every time. It's just like I don't, oh, I don't want to. Talk. It's, it's, it's. I have a, I have a friend from high school. I don't keep in touch with like a lot of people I went to high school with. Like, there's a couple um, people that I like, you know, still follow on Instagram and stuff, or like have a couple conversations with, but not a lot of people I constantly talk to. Yeah. yeah. And one of my friends um, was a great theater friend, and she has like confined in me. She was like, you, because she also lived in uh, California while I was out there. And I visited her a couple times. She was like, she was like, you have to promise me you will never fucking mention we were in Shrek. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I mean, like, it's embarrassing, sure, but it's also kind of funny. <laughs> like, it, it is what it is. But she, like, she, it was such a taboo subject. She didn't want anyone to know she was in it. You gotta like, you gotta make sure that it, is, it isn't even on your resume. Like, it's covered yeah. up by other things too. Yeah, it's <laughs> buried deep. Let no one know. But oh yeah, and then. So I was, I was, I was, uh, baby Shrek. I was, um, one of the skeleton people during the, during the dragon. And then I was the, uh, uh, angry dwarf who was like Farquaad's father at the end. Oh, okay. Okay. And so, but that meant, so I didn't get to do the first number that all the fairy tale creatures are in but freak flag i got to do and i still sing that song that song is so fucking catchy oh do you know which one i'm talking about yeah let your freak, freak flag, flag fly let your freak flag wave i could dude i could bust it down i bet i could still do the dance if if no if way. we were recording, I'd be like, do it right now. Just like <laughs> stand up, right stand yeah. up, do it right now. <laughs> um, uh, but our our skeleton number is like that was one thing that was very consistent at my high school is we did a lot of theater. I was very very fortunate to go to a very theater heavy high school. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, let me see, we had the um what we called the freshman play because if you were in like a certain level of theater class you weren't allowed to audition for that play um yeah um so we called it the freshman play and then there was our improv show that we did and then once you passed theater three there was production ensemble and you were required to do one show each semester so we had that show and then we had the big musical and then we had the other production show and then we had one acts that were student directed. So like I did a ton of theater and the one thing that sucked is all of our musicals were or all of our shows in general were very like E for everybody. Like we never touched anything challenging. It was all like Disney, how can we get the most families here? How can we sell the most tickets? So I did like Cinderella and Bye Bye Birdie and Mary Poppins. Like we just did a ton of uh uh like pg shows um but the one thing that was always consistent was our dance numbers were always fire and specifically like one of the ones that i remember so well was (laughs) that skeleton one because there was four like skeletons with the with the dragon and what we had was we were in like um stocks you know like with your head and hands clasped in (laughs) 
and they were on wheels and we danced in those so we like spun them around each other it was like ridiculously coordinated but it was like two of us would move forward and two would move back and then we would like slide past each other still in those things it was really cool and it like (laughs) worked really really well um but i just i i like i i look back on that fondly out of that whole show because like that was one thing we had consistent was just like really solid dance numbers you know for a bunch of white kids yeah <laughs> but let's let, uh, uh, it's funny uh, that you what was i gonna say no continue please oh oh i was gonna say it's funny that you bring that up because my school was almost ran the same way like we had um we would have like for example uh for us it wasn't like you had to be in a play or anything but we did have to go to these things like competitions right like these national competitions uh to get a grade but we did have student directed one acts and stuff like that and usually whenever i bring that up with people people usually whenever they talk about theater they're like we didn't have like student directed one acts and i'm like you didn't what like what was you did you even go to theater school or did did you go to school with a theater in it Oh, dude, that's like 90% of the conversations I had at AMDA were people being like, yeah, we did like one show a year. And I was like, we did eight. Eight. <laughs> I mean, that's so crazy. Like, I'm very fortunate and I'm very happy for it. But I mean, some poor kids, yeah. man, only got one show a semester. Yeah. And see, the thing is, is at my school we had a my teacher she did it like we'd have a play and then we'd have a, a musical and then we'd have a play and then a musical play and a musical mm. and so it was like back to back to back to back of one year was this one year was that and um we always had like student directed one acts and we always had uh competitions and things like mm-hmm. that and so whenever i hear people talking about like oh yeah i did um one show and then you know i didn't really do anything else i was like what did you what do you mean you did you yeah. just did you guys just sit in class and talk about mm. shakespeare <laughs> did you just talk that's what my the- so theater three when you took that class that's when you were required to do the improv sh- uh, uh show mm-hmm. and the whole first half of that show is we literally sat in class for an hour and watched whose line <laughs> that was it that was all we did and i and it was beautiful for me for me that was uh that was our first semester we had to get through that to do the other better stuff which was mm-hmm. um you know like the like actual nitty-gritty shows uh, my i think it was yeah. my second or third semester we did this show called superhero ultraferno which was this wacky play and we had to go to like um elementary schools and perform it for them and it was so oh, yikes weird Oh, wait, okay, hold on. Give me one second. My my family's Uber Eats is here, and I need to go grab it from outside. Go ahead. I'll be right back. You 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 can either banter or we can cut this. It's all your call. I'll be right back. All right, let's, let's right. see. <laughs> so I probably haven't told anybody this joke, but since Jack is not here, I'm going to tell the joke anyway. So there was this one time I was getting ready to propose to my girlfriend, you know, get down on one knee, pull out the ring and everything. Before I could do that... Uh, my friend Joe walked in the door and he was like heavily drunk, like really bad drunk. And he ended up tripping on the carpet and smashing like face down into the glass table. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, 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 no. You know, so we, we put, picked him up and he had this huge glass shard in his eye and we're like, oh no, 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 no. So we like, take him to the hospital. You know, the ring is still in my back pocket. I can't say anything. I can't really do anything. And 
we get to the hospital and they fix him up they put this giant you know they pull like the, the glass out and they put this giant cotton patch over his eye and after they get done putting the cotton patch on his eye you know i'm like okay i'm gonna go tell the front desk you know we're leaving and that he's okay um he doesn't have to stay the night or anything like that they're like he's fine so i end up going all the way um down to the you know the receptionist office and i'm like hey guys i'm gonna like let him go and everything and they're like okay cool and i walk back down to the room and when i get there there's nobody there just like this note card and i'm like oh okay so the people already came and cleaned up everything okay and then i picked up the note to see what it was you know just thinking maybe it was like a get well soon note or something like that nope it was um, my girlfriend and joe had eloped to canada and i thought to myself if it hadn't been for cotton eye joe i'd been married a long time ago where did he come from? Where did he go? Oh, Where did Morgan. he come from? Cotton Eye Christian Joe. Morgan. Yes. Oh, it was hell. They delivered it to the... What is happening? Switching to another account. <gasps> did my recording stop? No, it didn't. We're fine. Um, anyways, uh, they delivered it to the wrong house. I had to sprint across the street. I'm all out of breath. They delivered it to the night. Oh goodness! Imagine that. See, see, see the the. Oh, Jake from State Farm. Here's all these beats. What yeah, a, it was my order. She gave it to Jake. <laughs> uh, what were you saying about that superhero show? Oh, and it was just it was just so weird because we had to perform, and the show was like not PG friendly. It was it was definitely meant for like Yikes. adults. Yet our teacher made us like remove so many jokes. So by the end of it, you just had this like cute little show that. The jokes didn't land. The kids did not get it. Uh, Nothing was happening. We were like, yikes. And then the year after that, right, we had a dinner sh theater show, and the main actress didn't know her lines. So all of us couldn't move on. We were, like, sitting there, oh, no. and everybody was just kind of, like, looking at us all awkward. And, you know, we're just, like, uh, uh, walking around pretending we can't see them because we're in, like, an empty classroom or whatnot. Mm. It, was, uh, it, was, mm. it was really weird. But that that was that was my like wake up call to acting is is I didn't do any um, main stage shows at my theater um, my freshman year. I did tech. I did spotlights for Aida, which was fun. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was in one acts and that was the first time I was acting. And then my second my sophomore year, I went all out and I did like every show I could. And I did that freshman show. And it was like the first show I had done since middle school. And I was on on stage and just like forgot my line, just fully blanked. And it was the first time that ever happened to me. And it is one of the worst experiences. Yeah. You, to you just, just be like, the person on stage, just holding it all up. And you're like, I don't know what to say, because if I say something wrong, the person that's next to me is not the most experienced actor. They're not going to know how to catch it. And if they do. Exactly bless their soul we've had we we did annie one time right and mm -hmm. daddy war books uh, uh uh he he had to sit down on the table and the table snapped in half and oh, he no. in the middle of the show improvised so well he was like um whatever you know his assistant's name is uh call call you know room service get them to fix that and everybody in you know in our theater class and everything went wild because we we're like oh my gosh he just pulled that out of, out of his butt to do that yeah what a goaded save man <laughs> exactly that was clutch um oh, what was i gonna say to you dude i i'm i i should not ever make a podcast because my adhd riddled brain just always forgets what i was gonna say next <laughs>
<laughs> Let's move on to this it. topic. No, this topic, this topic. <laughs> exactly. I feel that. Um, I did something today that has what? never happened to me. What did you do? In my entire life. And it was it was a very weird thing that I didn't notice for a long time. Um, I took a shower, naturally. <laughs> and because I was, I was about to, I, I uh, did a uh, self-tape today. Mm-hmm. for this audition for hopefully this feature that's shooting just down in colorado Springs. so heck yeah it's in I hope my you get state. It, yeah it would be sick oh thank you um but i got all cleaned up and uh saw a tiktok video earlier um uh where the guy's hair just looked nice and i was like you know i'm gonna try and go for that and my hair has gotten i have that quarantine hair man oh, like same. this is the longest it's ever been I went through all the phases. I did all the quarantine hair. I shaved my head. I cut it myself. <laughs> like, I've done it all. And now I've just been growing it out because I'm bored. And I was like styling my hair. I did the whole self tape. Um, and then I've been, you know, dicking around for the past however long. And then I was sitting there and I was looking in the mirror and I was like, something's off. And I just couldn't figure it out. And I felt this when I was styling my hair too. I was like, something is off. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And... I've always been like a side part Andy. I always side part my hair uh-huh. and I side part it and it swipes back into the left. It's always how it's been. I've never changed it and I never will <laughs> until today. And that's what it was. I had styled my hair in the other direction. And since it was so long, I didn't even notice. And it, and it just like, it was throwing me off. It was like when you invert your camera and it's like all of a sudden your face looks weird. <laughs> I had styled my hair the wrong direction and it completely threw me off as a human. I, I like had like a matrix, like what's going on in the moment sort of thing. Cause it was that much of like, I've seriously never styled my hair that direction to that side. And so it, I felt like a new person. It's like a new identity. Like yeah. I feel like my hair one way is Jack and my hair the other way is my real name, John. <laughs> I'm two different people. It's like uh what is it? What is that old horror movie? Um uh Dr. Uh, Heckle and Mr. Jed. Exactly. Hide, hide, hide. Exactly. <laughs> and what yeah, you know, you switch your hair this way and it's like yeah. <laughs> scheming. Uh, ooh, now he's a villain. <laughs> With his hair this way. <laughs> you do the little he hand thing. More you... like a tool. <laughs> it, I mean, but it was <laughs> baffling how much it threw me off. Like something so minor was enough to like make me fully reevaluate my life is that is that extreme <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dog seeing itself in the for the first time in a, in a <laughs> mirror and they're just like who is this who am, who am i what who am, am i, I? <laughs> what is what is this is this me or am i just the thing inside of this thing what am i an existential crisis of a dog <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I realize we got hella detract, uh, um, um, detract. That's not the right word. Whatever. Um, uh, I asked you earlier what you've been doing the past year. You said intoxicated readers, and then we talked about Shrek the Musical for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it goes. It goes. For, <laughs> anytime you talk about theater or art or any form of it, it it's always Shrek. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> the dark days of the internet <laughs> so so what, what else have you been you've been up to this year my guy 
Um, I have just been um auditioning and pretty much just kind of chilling and helping around the house. You know, whatever my parents mm-hmm. need help with. Uh, is, it, uh, is, it, is it weird being home again? It it was whenever I first came home when it all first started, but mm-hmm. now it just kind of feels like you know like I never left. So I'm like, eh, this is you know, yeah. normal, normal. Yeah, I had realized a couple months into quarantine, like, uh, I don't know, three months in, that I had realized that that was the longest amount of time I've spent home since high school. Because, I mean, during college, when I was at CSU, I would come yeah. home for, for you know, two months, two and a half months for summer, but never longer than that. And so it was just, it was a reevaluation for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like... um. It's like when you go off to college, you you know, you, you have your own kind of like little place in this world. And then you come back home and it's like, uh, it's kind of like visiting a memory. You're like, what the heck is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's been, it's but been what wild. If, and, I, oh, and I feel like that's, oh, so, see, you, see, uh, you, you keep cutting out on discord and, and I can't tell if you're talking or not. Christian Morgan. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to cut. No, you no, off. no. It's happening. <laughs> It's happening to me too. Like you, one minute you'll be like talking, and then you, and I'll be like, "Oh, hello, hello." Oh no! Okay, that explains so much. Uh, technical difficulties here. I'll, I'll I'll hang up and call you right back. Okay, all right. We'll keep it recording. We'll keep it live. Keep it fresh. Heck yeah! <laughs> I am. Um, I have been waiting for you to come home for at least three thousand. I don't know how that song goes. <laughs> what what song? Uh 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 what, what is that song it goes um i have died oh, wait. oh i have died every day waiting for you exactly darling don't be afraid i will hold you for a thousand years there it is we got there i just had to sing through the rest of it <laughs> that is enough to get me there See, I anytime I quote things, I always quote them wrong. Like the other day, I was <laughs> hanging out with some friends, and um, one of my friends was acting really weird, and I was like, you know, you're acting a lot like um, uh, Buffalo Bill. You know, uh, uh, put the skin, you know, uh, moisturizer. You get the hose oh, again. Yeah. And, he was, and he was like, that's not the right quote. And I was like, I know, I I don't quote things right. It puts the lotion on the skin, or it gets the hose again. I. See. Oh, dude, movie quotes are is like seriously my family's second language. Like we all just talk in movie quotes all day, every day. Just, just sitting there and just be all like, um, "I love you, three thousand and then <laughs> I love like, you, three thousand. It's, it's usually more, um, um, like comedies. Like, have you ever seen Role Models with Paul Rudd? I have not. I've been oh, meaning to watch all the dude. Rudd movies. It's my favorite comedy of all time. I highly recommend Role Models. But Jane Lynch is in it, and she's she plays like um like the head of like this uh like a uh, big brother little brother like company. Yeah, and she is un fucking believably funny in that movie. I won't I won't spoil it for you because I was about to quote one of her best lines, but I'll I'll leave it for you to get there. But I mean, oh dude, that movie. I love that movie so fucking much. Good one. If you ever need anything, just watch that. Just, just watch that. One. That's the movie that will fulfill your life destiny. Just watch. Dude, it. I, I'm serious. It was like the first thing that McLovin did after Superbad. Um, it's 
him, Paul Rudd, um, oh, the guy from Community and the Hangover movies, Ken Jong. Oh, um, yes, yes. Jane Lynch, uh, the guy who plays Wreck-It Ralph is in it. He's hilarious in it. Um, uh, the guy from Party Down and other films that I can't think of. But I, it's it's a great cast, beautifully written, oddly wholesome. Like, it really makes you, like, it, it kind of tears you up, and you're just like, wow, nice. <laughs> there are ha- There is happiness in this world. <gasps> There's not just sadness. <laughs> <laughs> there is a chance for joy and hope in this world. I don't know why I get all, whenever I'm giving a hopeful speech, I go British. It'll be all, it'll be all uh, roses and, and dandelions. We'll be okay. That's my Kira Knightley impression. Thank you. Oh, uh, spot on. That that deserves right there. That's an award right there. Come on, come on. Where the only it? the only other one I could do is uh, the way she says uh, Jack for Jack Sparrow, where she goes, Jock. 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 Her lips never touch, and she bares her teeth to the world. It's Jock. There, there's this video uh, that was I saw it on Instagram, but it's from TikTok, and it's this lady, and she's like, I can do all of the um, actresses. Um, because of the way that they move their mouth and the, the ones... mouth acting yeah the mouth oh. dude there's nothing like again like my hair fully like i was seeing the matrix when i watched that video and watching her mouth you can see those those actresses on there exactly did, like sarah paulson like oh dude great tiktok another mouth acting's an art <laughs> now you know like whenever people tell you like you can't move during a close-up that's what they're doing they're like fine then i'll move my mouth <laughs> and then I'll, I'll move my mouth <laughs> everyone everyone becomes like, like it's funny how because you know actors are very expressive like whether it's through their movements and a lot of the way initial actors get into it is like theater through high school and shit yeah. and um you're taught in theater to be expressive big sweeping movements so like it doesn't matter if they're in the front row or the back row they understand your feeling during that line but film's the exact opposite it sits still and i have such a hard time doing that so then everyone becomes face actors and it's like all of a sudden they have this control over their eyebrows you never expected <laughs> all the expression comes out that way <laughs> Or they'll like they'll like crinkle their nose, or they'll like move their lips and like chew on their like lips or whatnot. And you're just like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? <laughs> Please, you're making me uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> there was this. I don't want to name any names, but I was a. Uh, uh, I think it was camera one, um, at Amda, and I was, I was in a scene with someone, and they got that note. They were like, hey, you gotta stop, like moving your hands so much because this is a close up on you. And, and it's like shaking your body. And they yeah. were like, oh, yeah, 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 okay, I got you. And they're like, I'll sit still. And then it, they were like a Muppet. Every single movement <laughs> was so over the top. Like, like I don't think they ever closed their mouth. It was always open at least like 40%. And like their eyebrows were always scrunched and like moving in weird ways. And I just I couldn't focus. I couldn't act. I was just like, I, I don't know what you want from me here i just fully imagined you know like one of those like those small black amda tables with two uh you know student chairs you sitting on the right and on the left is none other but freaking um 
Kermit the Frog just like <laughs> ready and waiting for you. He's just like, but it's, what are you? But it's 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 some depressing ass scene, and he's like, he's like, Kermit's like, you killed my brother. <laughs> Miss Piggy, where are you? <laughs> just kill her. Kermit the Frog accusing me of cheating is now a short film I want to write. He's just so the, he's got like a knife and he's ready. He's like, I know you did it. I know it was you. Just like Kermit, I promise. I, I was I was with my friends at the bar. <laughs> then what are the texts doing between you and Miss Piggy? <laughs> just like it, oh. look, me and Miss Piggy were just friends. Relax, Kermit. <laughs> You just oh my god, and then you see him just like scream and throw his hands up, just <laughs> run and, and charge. <laughs> Kermit the Frog, Muppets angry is is a level of serotonin that almost nothing else can achieve. It, it's 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 like you know whenever you see um you know you always see El- Elmo being so happy and nice, but then whenever you see like the the scary memes of him like throwing his hands up and he has like his weird face and the fires behind him and it's like the hell ammo elmo or whatever you're just like why does this complete me this is this is like <laughs> why does this make more sense than sesame street <laughs> the cavemen had it right they knew that the simplest art was the best art did you uh did you hear that it took them like an extra day and a half to shoot robin williams episode of like sesame street because he just kept swearing (laughs) no and that's that's a funny thought to just be like fuck you elmo (laughs) dumbass bitch who you think you is and he's just doing that thing where his like mouth's open and he turns to the camera all slow (laughs) (laughs) i could just imagine like he's sitting there right he's talking to oscar the grouch and then you know big bird comes up and he's like holy hell that's a big bird they're like we can't have that we can't can't have that robin you can't say that man you can't do that and he's like why uh, that was the other thing did you see uh uh you know how like all this shit with the snyder cut recently oh yeah did you see it so, did, you, did you watch it i have not yet so i'll derail to the it. snyder cut and then we'll get back to the robin williams <laughs> bit. but um okay. the with the snyder cut i hadn't seen most of the dceu movies i had seen um suicide squad uh which oh, yeah, i saw i saw that i saw wonder woman i saw shazam and i saw aquaman and those were the only four i had seen and wonder woman and shazam are both phenomenal uh suicide squad the first 20 minutes hype as hell (laughs) the movie sucks awful absolutely and aquaman is just it's the first time i watched it i was like you know this is like mindless entertainment it's fun to watch and then the second time i watched it i was like Ooh, I sat through two hours of this. Oh, gosh. But, but recently, because the Snyder Cut was coming out, and it's such a big deal, you know, to 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 see something like that happen in the industry, that I was like, you know, I got to catch up on these. So I've been doing a watch through recently. And I watched, I've seen Man of Steel and um, Batman v Superman, which I thought both were great. People shit on those a lot, and I went in with really low expectations for both, and I loved both of them. I thought they were both really good. See, for me, I'm going to have to agree with you on Man of Steel. I like it. I think it's an exceptionally good uh, DC movie, but when it comes to Batman v Superman, like, I don't know what it is, but I just feel like also um, they shared too much of the villain in the trailers, and, you know, uh, kind of 
kind of derailing a little bit off here, but I'm not not too much. Uh, they're doing the same thing with the new Godzilla versus Kong movie. They showed off Mecha Godzilla, and it's I like, well, the same great, dude. That's been one of my biggest pet peeves, and it's why I've stopped watching trailers. I stopped watching trailers after the initial teaser trailer. I might watch like the teaser and then trailer number one, and then I'll stop. Uh, that's what I did with Endgame. And like that, the only one I watched was the teaser and the first trailer. And that's all I've done since. And it makes for such a better movie experience because trailers nowadays are just mini movies. Yeah, they really are. They, they show you the whole entire thing and you're just and like, like and, and you think about stuff like that. Like imagine how much more the badass, how more, how much more badass those reveals would be if you had no idea they were coming. Exactly. Exactly. It would blow, it would blow your, it would blow you away like you wouldn't know how to feel yeah be cool but but continue please oh i was gonna say but um i while i agree with that there had apparently there was like this article that came out that was talking about like the science behind um like if you ever go on YouTube and there will be the, those people that are like, did you see the Endgame trailer? They had a giant open spot. Obviously, there's going to be the Hulk or something. And then it, yeah. it turns out not to be. But they end up showing stuff. Apparently, the science behind it shows that um, there is this like level of hype that will prepare you to be more excited for something when it comes out. Mm. But, you know, I'm not trying to be mean when I say this, but when you know the russo brothers hid everything in the trailers and now everybody else is trying to do the same thing it, yeah it's kind of ruining the industry in that kind of I, sense i agree and and i think something that's very on par with that is the same thing of um streaming shows at this point that they all drop all 10 episodes on the same night yeah and that's why i really love the uh, approach disney plus is taking because because that's why the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which you know just aired a week or two ago, <laughs> yeah. had the biggest opening for any streaming show ever, including Stranger Things. And the reason behind that, I think, is because of the success of WandaVision and how cool um, it was going week to week. Because when you give people a week between episodes, the hype builds itself. You don't have to do anything everyone will do it for you like the the hype and the theories week to week for wandavision was intoxicating it was so much fun to just sit for an hour and read through what people thought were going to happen next yeah and I, it just made for such a better viewing experience um see i think that's better i while i agree with that there was also the thing that happened with the boys. I don't know if you've watched that show yet. I have seen. I have seen all of it. So you're good to say what you want. Oh well, I mean, it didn't have any spoilers or anything. But like season two did the same thing where they like released it like every week, and people mm. were writing reviews saying that it sucked simply because they were doing that. And like mm. they, it was still a good show. Like it didn't change yeah. it. But the fact that people were like, we don't want to wait. You know, it really shows like there's this like huge divide between whether you yeah. stream it the you know the the entire day or you just kind of like wait it out yeah i mean it's cuz it's cuz the past year desensitized us to that we yeah. we want entertainment and we want it now and and you know that's the whole stuff that's going on with hbo that they have that huge contract with warner brothers that movies are releasing the same day on their streaming service and that's going to kill movie theaters which is so 
depressing to me because I fucking love going to the movies. Um, and so like like to see yeah. these big big box office movies like Dune and and uh, Godzilla versus King Kong and like Space Jam Two. Yes, that's blockbuster. It's awesome. But the, those are all releasing the same day they release on theaters on HBO, and it's like that's why i mean like 99 percent of consumers are gonna have that thought like why the hell would i go spend you know 30 dollars at a movie theater between a ticket and snacks and whatever drive all the way there have to get semi-dressed watch a movie and then drive home when i can sit in my pjs put some popcorn in the microwave and watch it on my tv yeah and you see um it isn't just it isn't just Warner Brothers either. Like Disney's doing the same thing. Like they have, uh, what was it, Mulan, Raya. Mm, they yeah. uh, their next movie, I think I don't know what it is, is also coming out on. Um, oh, uh, Luca, the next Pixar too. one. It's 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 yeah. actually a Disney Plus exclusive. It's not going into theaters at all. Raya, 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 oh. Raya, whatever, and the Last Dragon did have a minor theatrical release but it kind of it kind of makes you answer the question like what or ask the question of were movie theaters already dying before because like before corona you know like like the whole like streaming service and like people Mm -hmm. getting stuff it you know it, it far outweighed paying you know all this money to go sit in a theater that sometimes was dirty sometimes had like yeah uh loud people like this one time yeah. i went to go see um what was it called annabelle creation or whatever and there were like these three teenagers who would not stop talking during the film oh. and it ruined the experience and i think that's about what, that yeah that, that's what happened to me with infinity war first time i saw it there was this girl in front of me who i mean would would scream at everything every time someone showed up on screen they were like that's my dad oh my god i love him i can't wait to see more of him and it's like and and it got to the point where the guy next to me yelled shut the fuck up (laughs) it was this poor you know 15 year old girl just hyped on marvel but it it soiled my first viewing of infinity war yeah and and you know um there's really you know you could always go back to the theater and go and view it again but i mean again there's nothing like seeing it for the first time because you already know what's going to happen you know the beats you know the drops you know mm-hmm. who's you know yeah 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 i i i think i think you might have a point there the movie theaters were um you know realistically probably on their way out especially with the boom of of streaming services but i think there's something to be said with you know movies like parasite or tenet or even joker um which are movies that i would have refused to see any other way than a theater and i I feel like a lot of people feel that way that there are these movies that are just like you have to see it in theaters yeah you have to and and I, i feel like marvel movies kind of have that vibe um nolan movies have that vibe tarantino movies have those vibe you know yeah um no like it i i think fully in my opinion um movies are going to become like a a luxury of like the past like you know only rich people with like their own indoor movie theaters are really going to be able to enjoy it and then you know the rest of us are going to my heart the rest of us are going to be like let's go get like a 55 inch and go watch the next marvel movie and and our pjs and uncomfortable (laughs) yeah exactly exactly 
Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I, 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 I hold out hope opti- optimistically, probably just because, you know, that's a field we're going into. And so I have a lot of passion for that. I, I really do hope that that's not the case and that movie theaters are going to be something that will withstand the test of time like like you know it it might come around that we don't have you know 16 theater amcs anymore or you know there's a ton of different rooms rather it's like two theaters and and it's like very it's a way smaller capacity but i'm optimistic yeah i mean i mean whenever you think about it too you know if if the grass is green on both sides because if movie theater if movie theaters stick around you we're always going to have those blockbusters those popcorn flicks and everything like that but mm-hmm. the way that i see it is if if they do end up going out right that that opens a huge uh door for like indie movies and things like that because mm-hmm. you know they they're going to explode because now they're not put behind um well, it wasn't in the theater. Well, yeah, just because, you know, 12 Years a Slave wasn't in the theater, it, it's on Netflix, you know? You can go oh, watch yeah, it. No, that's a damn good point. Yeah, and, and so, it's you know, like, it's sad, but also it's one of those things, like, it opens, you know, when one door closes, this other door is going to open, and hopefully, you know, indie films will become the next big thing that everybody flocks to. Oh, I you know, I actually, I actually, I like that sentiment. I, 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 I hope... I hope you're right about that 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 would be you know i think that would be great for everyone because then that that really boosts um um amateur filmmakers like smaller you know fresh filmmakers that 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 gives so many more opportunities if that were the case because you're totally right there's like almost a paywall behind getting a movie into theaters it's like like um the movie Good Time with Robert Pattinson, uh, the first uh big movie the Safdie brothers had before Uncut Gems, um, I think that had like a week long theatrical release and that was it, but then it just blew up after that, and so it's like if more movies like that get a larger platform, because streaming services become the end all be all. You know, I think that's a that's a very positive way to look at that. Yeah, and I mean, like, <laughs> oops, uh, Mike fell. Um, no, but uh, if you also look at like, this is a good thing for actors too, because you know, no longer do they have to, you know, try to compete to get into the industry because, um, you know, they're competing with people like, for example, Robert Downey Jr. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But now they have like, if they get into one indie movie, they're guaranteed to probably get into like 30 or 40 more in the future yeah no it's so true and 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 something that that gives me so much hope for somebody just starting to enter our industry is the quote-unquote big break isn't required anymore you don't have to get that big blockbuster to become you know you know whatever a list i mean look at look at timothy chalamet did did nothing but indie for like three or four years before mm-hmm. before getting call me by your name and then dune and then um uh the one he did with steve carell and just like this explosion from this guy and and i feel like that's something that's happening more commonly and i think it's i think even big name actors 
are starting to discover that that's a way to reinvent themselves. I mean, look at like Robert Pattinson after Twilight disappeared and only did indie stuff and is now going to be fucking Batman. It's like it's like a great way to almost reinvent yourself as an actor. Yeah, and and also for like the the more like non-name actors for exa- or non like non-big name actors think about um Stranger Things uh what was his name? Lucas, the little uh little one. He yeah. um he was in the only thing that he had been in before that was uh i think it was what is it called the lion king on broadway and then they yeah. like discovered him and they were like now he's big and everybody knows uh, who he is i mean i mean it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing and i think it's something that a lot of actors struggle with is that they go into the industry and their concept of success is being the next leonardo dicaprio or or being the next sandra bullock or meryl streep and just being that next household name and they put all of their concepts of success into that and so when you know three years go by and they don't get that obviously because it's fucking hard to get that big they, (laughs) they give up and and so i think it's one of those things that it's like your concept of success should more of be something like you're just making work that you are very proud of and you love doing and and rather than putting success on how well known your name is yeah and it it just it just becomes another stepping stone instead of a a barrier that you have to jump over so it's definitely something good to look forward to yeah that was something i I remember very vividly at amdo was i was in a class and the teacher said what are what's your five what where where do you see yourself in five years and everyone was like oh i see myself starring in the next big blockbuster i have a big house lots of cars buying my mom a house doing this this and this and when it came around to me I, i didn't have an answer because because those sort of answers are so unbelievably realistic i can't even see myself in those and and so god that sounds so douchey i'm just so much better than these other people but (laughs) you know but but i i came to the conclusion that i just really want to be able to be doing what i love um proud of the work i do and be financially stable those are my three cornerstones if i do that i don't care if anyone knows my name yeah yeah it's um what was it uh i'm trying to think i don't remember who it was it was um it was an actor in a a bigger film they didn't do big things because they wanted to be big and famous they only do big things because that's what they like doing and Mm. um that's who their personality is and so whenever they are offered like tv shows or you know movies they're not in it because, you know, oh, this is going to make my name big. But they do it because they like – because it makes them feel good. And I think it, I think it may have been um, – this this could be wrong. I think it might be Zendaya because she does, like, a lot mm. of these, like, artsy films. And you, like, you know, there was a – She some... does she does uh, Euphoria. So it yeah. might not be her. But, but she, Euphoria – Euphoria is so good. She uh, also did this other movie that came out with um, – what's his name son um washington oh son. oh oh oh, oh, oh um malcolm and marie yeah yeah and it's this yeah. really artsy black and white film and you're like 
what is the point of it but it it's it's really interesting and it's yeah it's it's one of those films that it's just people it's like marriage story it's just people talking for two hours yeah and and she's very much the type of person that's like i don't need to be you know the next johnny depp to be big i'm i just like doing this because it's fun and it's like i that's where i kind of stand you know you want to that's that's exactly why you should be doing it if if you're in it for the money and the fame and the success you know sadly there's a lot of people like that who who tend to make it and 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 good for them but more chances than not you'll give up within two years because it's just not it's just not viable no and even then you know you never know when your big break is going to come there was exactly uh, there was a lady in black panther um she's one of the oldest uh people in the movie and um she didn't even get her big break until she was like 80 could you imagine working and being 80 years old and you finally get that i mean i mean brad pitt you know arguably one of the most famous people on the planet didn't really get his big break until he was like 35 yeah and he was acting since he was 17 that sucks that's that's so so long it's but i i mean i mean you could look at it like that like it sucks oh my gosh i you know because we're early 20s like that's another 10 plus years i'm still doing this but you could also uh, look at it in the optimistic light of like there's always time yeah there will always be time for your moment and it might not be now it could be you could be a morgan freeman not famous till you're 50 you know (laughs) Or, or 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 you could you know pull a tom holland and you're famous when you're 14 it's like it goes it goes both ways and and so i think it's like if it's something you truly love and you're able to do it and financially support yourself who cares about the weight yeah and that's that's the big thing is actors are you know it's one of the it's the it's in my opinion an industry where if you go in here you gotta be ready to like put up with the yeah you better be ready to lose put up with the downs because the ups are not not consistent it's not a job where you're gonna it's not like a nine to five where you're like oh yeah i got done with work early and i could just sit here on the clock it's it's never like that it's like no it's 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 a non-stop grind yeah and And it always will be yeah yeah it's it's your um it's your uh what is it uh I don't know some some grindy video game. It's your it's your it's your Call World of Duty. Yeah, it's your World of Warcraft. You you're never gonna stop. You're gonna be level eighty. And you're gonna be like, where's my next, oh, where's no. my next dragon to fight? <laughs> I'm gonna beat that dragon. Yeah, you just always gotta be willing to fight that next goblin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us going from Shrek the Musical to an existential conversation about being an actor. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, we've we, we've about reached time so I'll, I'll i'll leave us on our on our um my my little robin williams fun fact with yeah um my little robin williams fun fact is that when i was talking about the snyder cut and stuff come out the one of the editors for um mrs doubtfire came out and said because robin williams improved so much that they had a pg a pg-13 an R and an XR rating for Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm ready to see the R version. I want to see the R-rated version of Mrs. Doubtfire. Can release release the the R Doubtfire card right now. Put it out there. Let it let it be known to everybody that Mrs. Doubtfire was ready to kill someone. 
for those kids. <laughs> All right, Christian Morgan. Thank you so much for coming and talking to me again. I figure, you know, maybe maybe we'll keep this up weekly. Maybe it might come by weekly. We might skip a week. We're not making money off this, so I refuse <laughs> to stick to a schedule. Yeah. Um, but but I, I, w- I, I would love to do more of this if you're in. I'm absolutely down, and thank you for having me. This is fun. This it's always fun to come and just like talk about random stuff, you know. It, it, and and see, uh, this is the last thing I'll add. It, it's something that you find with podcasts. Is you have two, one of two kind people who have like a talking points, and they write down a couple different things to talk about, and then they mention those things and they bounce around from topic to topic. Or you have people like us that we just I was like, all right, let's do it, and we just sat down and we started talking and. We had a bunch of different conversations that were really cool, so <laughs> I'm very happy with it. I am too. I am too, especially right, well, with the Shrek. Yeah, absolutely. That God, dude, that blew my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything you would like to plug? Any of your social medias? Uh, anything? Any other projects you got? Uh, just go follow the Intoxicated Readers at yes, uh, Intoxicated that. underscore Readers um, on Instagram. Go support please, that group. Please do um that's all thanks for listening heck yeah